I'm Jared Coffin, and I'd like to become a project manager. You're listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 26. Today's topic, Self-Assessment with Jared Coffin and Naomi Kayetti. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillippe. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast. My name is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. This is the Aspiring Project Manager Mentoring Series, where I share my experiences that I'm having as I mentor Jared Coffin, who wants to become a project manager. This is the third episode in the series. If you just found this series, go back to episode 24 in the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, and there you will find the first in the series. So that's episode 24. And you can find that at sensiblepm.com slash 24. In the last series, we met with Naomi Kayetti, who was helping Jared develop a personal growth and development plan. We discovered the behaviors that are important for project and program managers to develop. In that session, Jared was also given the assignment to perform some self-assessment exercises. Today, we will be reviewing those assessments and learn the next steps an aspiring project manager will take as they develop the behaviors needed to become a project manager. Before we get to those assessments and our discussion, I encourage you to check out Naomi's three-part blog post series, which you can find at theglassbreakers.net. Go to Naomi's blog and search for how to transform from a project manager to a project leader. In number one of the three-part series, she talks about the project and program management behaviors that we talked about last in the last session. And in number two of the series, she lays out four steps Jared will follow as he works out his plan on how to get into project management. All right, let's get to our mentoring session with Jared. As we began our session with Jared, Naomi pointed out that the journey Jared was undergoing would require him to embrace a mindset. It's a personal discovery going through this process to transition not only from, you know, IT over to project management, but it is also embracing what I'll call a mindset. So if we need to change our mindset to transition into a new role, such as what Jared is doing as he becomes a project manager, how do we go about doing that? Well, we didn't get into great detail about how to change our mindset. However, Naomi recommended some work that has been done by Carol Dweck. I personally believe that we have the ability to chart our own course in this life by developing a growth mindset. If you feel you need to work on your mindset, I recommend you check out the book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. You can read more about Carol and her book at MindsetOnline.com. Now that we understand the importance of mindset, let's get to the results of Jared's personal assessments. Jared, yeah. what are your feelings so far about as you took these these assessments? And we'll get into the details of, of these assessments. But how did you feel about when you were taking the test and, and or the, these assessments? I think uh, I felt uh, that I was getting a, a little bit more knowledge after answering the questions. There's 93 questions in the uh, Myers-Briggs. And going through that, a lot of the questions were similar to others, and it's kind of like by number, you can kind of hone in on what your personality type is. So 
after taking it of the 16 personality types in Myers-Briggs, I wound up with uh, INFP. Um, and so I <clears throat> was trying to th- think about how that fit into a uh, project management position. Okay, good. So let's see if we can unravel what the INFP means. And then maybe, Naomi, if you can give us a feeling as to what that really means on uh, the Myers-Briggs and and what the options are. Okay. So it actually tells you quite a quite a bit. So if we were to talk about what those acronyms mean, uh, it the INFP is introversion, intuition, feeling, and perceiving. So some of these have changed since I've taken it years and years ago. But it's got quite a bit of strengths related to this particular assessment. So you uh, are idealistic, sensitive, concerned, faithful, understanding, caring, warm, loyal, curious, which is a very good thing to be always. So let's, um, I'll just, just kind of respond to some of these things that it, they're men- mentioning on here and how it relates to uh, uh, project management. So um, idealistic, I, I would say that's uh, really good because you are kind of have a big picture mindset, I, I would say. Sensitive, I would think that you would be very good at being empathetic and can relate to others' feelings. Understanding is, is good because you're going to be focusing on, you know, in a project, the details of the tasks and deliverables and understanding the order in which way and in the manner that the project needs to be done. It's good to have that kind of thinking. Visionary, that's um, very good introspective um so you're that's going to be very helpful for this process because you're going to be thinking about how you relate to others and how you you know are thinking and feeling and and i think this will help you in your communication adaptable you're flexible open-minded i think that these are all very good um, traits to have for an infp in project management that being said and I think, as you already recognize, it will be your communication skill sets, I think, that stand out to me with this Myers-Briggs type that you will really have to focus on, like a, a stretch goal. So that's what I would say about that. Mark, do you have any comments? Yeah, I'm just looking up. I wanted to see if we can review for everybody the different, I know that there, it looks like the, there are 16 different combinations. Uh, of the Meyer Briggs. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. It looks like it says it's a combination of a couple of different characteristics. One of them is what is your favorite world that you live in? So are you an extrovert or an introvert Mm -hmm. by nature information? Do you prefer to focus on the basic information to take in, or do you prefer to interpret and add meaning? So you're either sensing or intuition. Then there's decisions. When making decisions, do you prefer to look first at logic and consistency or first look at the people in in special circumstances? And that's the difference is either whether you're thinking or feeling. Then structure. In dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided or do you prefer to stay open to new information and options? And that is either you're judging or you're perceiving. And then finally, 
your personality type is just a combination <coughs> of each of those things. As Jared, as you've asked you, as you answered a number of, of questions and how many, do you remember how many questions there were? There were uh, 93 total. Okay. So 93 questions that asked different aspects and helped hone in onto those different things. Your favorite world, whether you prefer to focus on outer world, outer world or in your inner world, information, <laughs> decisions, and structure. And then those combinations is how you came up with the fact that you are identified as an I introversion, intuition for N, feeling, and perceiving. Okay. So I just wanted to set that stage so everybody can understand. I've, I've taken this and... <coughs> Boy, it was a long time ago that I took this. Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like uh, this uh, report that they gave you, I, I scrolled down. Jared, if you focus on what it's telling you about how you are uh, in relationship to work and potential blind spots, I think these are some telling things about about yourself. And, and I, I just found when I took the Myers-Briggs that I thought it was kind of spot on. Yeah, so I think there's some there's some things in here, um, you know, in relationship to project type work that you will need to focus on or may have already experienced. So, Jared, let me ask you this: As you see the results, are you surprised about anything? Does does this feel right for what you perceive yourself as being? I think the results are very good. I, th I think they're very close to uh, representing uh, my personality. So, I, yeah, I think they, um, it seems like by, by having the uh, uh, numerous amount of questions, they honed in on, on pretty well. Okay, very good. So, Naomi, do we want to go and review the other assessment he took? And then, then let's talk about how Jerry can apply that to his journey. Uh, sure. Yeah, we can look at his uh, SWOT analysis worksheet and then may, maybe also just quickly touch on his uh, personal goals because he has written a very brief uh, personal goals, a couple of statements. So, Jared, I looked at your um, SWOT analysis worksheet and you know, I think for the audience, the SWOT analysis and many of these tools come from various places uh, that we're talking about today. But this particular tool came from the Mind Tools website. Basically, it's a very simple, I think it's just a, a one-page worksheet, and it has four quadrants in which you answer uh, various questions, and it gives you places to jot that information down. So Jared responded to his strengths, his weaknesses, his opportunities, and threats. So Jared, in your um, strengths, I took a look at what you had down here and the three questions it asks you is what do you do well and what unique resources can you draw on and what do others see as your strengths that one is a little harder it's a uh, it's almost like you might have to sit down with you know some maybe some of your family and friends and co-workers <laughs> and over coffee maybe kind of ask ask them uh, get some frank and get some uh, you know feedback from them um, and, and be prepared to be open to what they're sharing with you because this is a, you know, again, a growth opportunity. So they may, they may say things to you that you may, well, I'm really, you think you're good at, and they see different 
differently, you know? Yeah. It was kind of difficult. It, this was sort of difficult to do because I, I, I know I'm not pulling as many things as there are. And, uh, you know, I, I totally, I, I agree that it's uh, having feedback from others is, is valuable. Yes. So then we also have the quadrant for uh, weaknesses. How could you improve? Where do you have fewer resources than others to rely on? And where, what are others likely to see as weaknesses? And so, um, and then the others are opportunities and the others are threats. And so in this, you know, in this whole um, analysis, this is a really good first pass, I would say. I mean, the idea is to take, to take it and put it down on paper and actually visualize it, see, you know, uh, and actually read it. It becomes very powerful when you think about it in your mind, you know, it's not, it's not as real. When you put it down on paper, um, it becomes a little more real and then, it allows you to go back to this because this is kind of like a working tool. So now that you've done your first pass, I would recommend taking this and, and just thinking about each quadrant, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And, and like I said, maybe go have some coffee with friends, maybe sit down, um, you know, at your uh, dinner table, um, you know, one evening after dinner and um, take a look at it again and jot down some more information. Um, and the whole, really the whole purpose behind this is to see where you have strengths and weaknesses and take opportunities to put these in your personal goals and objectives to either strengthen, you know, those strengths that you have, improve in those areas and um, shore up your, your uh, weaknesses or what we'll talk about your, your behavioral gaps. And I'm just kind of looking at your, you know, what it says about opportunities and threats. And, you know, I mean, there could be obstacles in your career that you're facing. Those are the threats I, I mentioned. I, I always say an obstacle is an op- opportunity. And, you know, I mean, there, there could be things that are in your way to move in your career. And you may have to shift along the way to, to get to where you want to go. And that's okay. So I think the opportunities here really and what this series is about is is um, is to take advantage of of those around you. And I think, you know, this mentoring series is and, you know, I think that's key is to find mentors to help guide you along the way. And what I want to say about that is you can have more than one mentor. You can have a mentor for IT. Uh, you could have a mentor that, you know, helps you focus on project management. You can have a mentor that's going to help you focus on, you know, leadership. You can have another mentor that helps you focus on politics in the organization. So you can seek out a variety of mentors, but the whole um, idea about mentorship is that you as the mentee drive the relationship. And however many mentors you have, you can choose how long that relationship lasts. It could be a couple of months, it could be six months, it could be a year, because, you know, you don't necessarily need those relationships for the long term. You may need them for a short period of time. Okay. Mark, so, do you have anything well, okay. Yeah, I think that this is, this is great. I think that what I hear you saying, Naomi, is that for the SWOT analysis, it's a great start. I think, Jared, she's asking if you would take some time and, and develop this continually develop this over time so that you're, as you're sitting down with other people and getting more feedback 
Uh, do you even recommend, Naomi, that, that you even ask the kinds of questions that they're asking on this SWOT analysis and, and see if they provide what their feedback is, uh, those they associate with? Or how, how would you go about that, just sitting down and asking them more things about what are my strengths? Is that, is that how you'd approach it? Uh, well, okay, so I, I'll call it the coffee chat. <laughs> okay. You know, I think Jared should pick people that he feels comfortable with and that he can trust to give him feedback. Honest feedback. Yes. And that may not be your manager, Jared. You know, although managers are good uh, to go to, they're your, you know, they provide you direction and on the job. But those, it depends on what kind of relationship you have with your manager. But I would seek out other people in the organization. So I'll give you an example. Okay. I can't help myself. I've got a break in here. Naomi is about ready to share some really important information here. So for those of you who are just thinking about either changing your job or you are just getting into project management yourself, you're an aspiring project manager, or those of you who are project managers and you think you can be helpful for for those who are young in the profession and they, they need some guidance. So Naomi's really going to drive home a great point on, on the importance of mentorship and a specific way on how you might want to go about doing that. So please listen to this. Naomi's does a great job and she just nails this. So maybe you have a project manager in your organization and you know that they work on IT projects and you respect them, or uh, maybe you have a friend that knows them, get an introduction and sit down with them and ask, you know, ask them um, how they like their job and, Find out more about what they do and, and see how, in your mind, you can relate what you want to do. And that'll bring some more questions in your mind that you might want to ask them and maybe form a little relationship with them and see if they could be a mentor to you. The uh, other thing I would mention is if you work uh, closely with, with someone in your area that you trust, you know, just sit down with them and just, you know, kind of tell if you want to share with them, you know, I'm kind of, you know, looking to make a transition and I'm looking to grow in my career and, and I want to set some personal goals and uh, just kind of ask, you know, you've worked with me before. Do you notice that I have, uh, you know, certain tendencies or behaviors that I could improve? Could I be better at and list some of the some of the tasks you perform in your in your current job? And that's kind of like you want to, um, I guess, be able to kick off the conversation and then it opens the door and then you can decide where you want to where you want to take that conversation. And um, I think just getting those little nuggets shared with having these little coffee chats with different people that are either internal or external to your organization. Like, for example, we're here in your community. We've been project managers for a long time. We have a great deal of experience and not only us, but we can recommend other people that you might want to uh, connect with on LinkedIn. Maybe they, they could give you some feedback or some guidance and, and uh, be a mentor to you. I mean, mentors can come from many different places. Uh, maybe you want to talk to someone who's uh, really good at change leadership or a really good public speaker because they're really good at communication. Okay. So, Jared, I'm going to ask a couple things here. First of all, how did you feel about when you were taking the SWOT 
uh, SWOT assessment and how, how did you feel and did it bring things to light that you hadn't thought about, about yourself? Uh, it does to a certain extent. Um, I, I think, uh, like Naomi said, I, I really need to have a second and third pass at this and, and, uh, retake this or add to it. But when you, when I do the, uh, when I go through the weaknesses and the threats, I, you know, that gives you time to really think about it more than you had before. So I can actually list things. I know that when I actually do some, some introspection of myself and it, this type of, I guess, more formal way of doing that forces you to think about yourself and really think about what, especially what your, of course, if you have, you understand your strengths and especially your weaknesses, that helps you understand how you can improve yourself. Certainly the opportunities and threats you have, getting those down on paper absolutely helps you, I guess, think differently uh, and taking taking the specific time to to go through this assessment really does seem to hone your thoughts. What do you think you should do with this besides continually reassess this? What do you think you're going to do with this? Well, it's, I think with this, when, uh, when I further fill in the, uh, the SWOT analysis is take, take those areas of improvement or that needing improve and to, uh, set those as goals. When I do, I, I filled most of the stuff in before I took the Myers-Briggs and I'm just kind of thinking that maybe I, I can take the, uh, the final result of the Myers-Briggs and incorporate that. There, there might be strength with project management, for instance, and being direct in some cases than, you know, say uh, some of the other personality traits that, that I've found. And uh, for instance, communication is, is something that, you know, I can definitely work on as, uh, as part of the uh, improvements stated in the, uh, the Myers-Briggs report. Okay. So Naomi, can you give some, now we've, we've talked a little bit about the Myers-Briggs and we've talked about the SWAT. Can we kind of sum this up? How, how do, where do we go from here and what have we learned and where, where do we go from here on, uh, and helping Jared along the way and what, what can you do next? Okay. So Jared also completed a few, uh, personal goal statements. This will be his next step. So if we jump back to my um, article that I wrote, I mentioned that there's four steps. So this would actually be step two. And Jared, I don't know if you noticed that there's a a link on step two, but now that you have your uh, assessment and you identified your personality preferences and style, you can use this information to develop personal goals, which you have written several of those. So there's another tool that links to an, not only an article, but it, it kind of lays out how you would then develop personal goals and objective and an action plan. And that is his next step. You want to take these personal goal statements that you've written and that SWOT analysis and begin to put down and you, you probably want to think of this in terms of short-term and, and long-term goals. Um, you may want to set some um, three-month goals, six-month goals, one-year goals, and then put objectives behind those and 
and action. And when we talk about personal goals, you want to make them what they call SMART goals. And what SMART stands for, I believe, is um, simple, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-oriented. The, the key to that is um, the SMART should be what's, what's meaningful to you, Jared. So again, these are tools that I'm sharing with you. And as you do your research, there's a wealth of tools out there. And I'm, I'm trying to keep it simple both for you and the audience. But I think when you find a tool that's simple to use, it's, it's always a launching point for you. It is, it's, it's what's going to um, at least give you a foundation. And then when you feel like you need a more advanced tool, then you will start looking for those tools. But it's a great article on the Mind Tools website, and it will allow you to take that next step and develop, um, take this information, actually develop, um, you could use Microsoft Word, you could use Microsoft Excel, whatever you want to jot it down in where you could um, actually um, put, like develop three columns. Uh, there could actually be um, an action plan template on there. I don't recall, but you can make a simple one. Just put three columns and you'd have a personal goals in one column. You'd have your objectives in another, another column. And then, you know, um, by when, you know, what is your date, uh, your target date you're putting behind the goal that you want to achieve? If I could read one of your goals, Jared, is that okay? Uh, sure, that that's fine. Okay, so um, one of Jared's goals here is my professional experience. Education is in aviation and information technology. My goal is to transition my career from web developing to project management for IT or aviation. So I'd say that's like your big overarching uh, goal and or vision. I'll call vision. There's another thing that you can actually do in your put it in your personal development plan. But under that, you could have several goals, how you achieve that. They could be short-term goals. They could be long-term goals. And if you go back and you look at your SWOT analysis, this is going to be where some of your goals and objectives may come from. That's why it's good to go back to the SWOT analysis and you're going to be able to begin to relate. These tools will build upon each other. Take, you'll be able to take some of this information and use it to develop your personal goals and objectives and your action plan. So when I get uh, I get started on putting these goals and more refining the objective, uh, what's it, the very first step? I I would guess is to just go over the article and, and the uh, links that you have here, including the mindset tools. Would that be the uh, that would be a good first step? to, you know, to getting started with this. Right. Yeah. That's step two, because um, what I mentioned is step three is this, this whole process. I mean, and it's a process. I think you are beginning to maybe um, realize that this is a, this is a process that the makeup of your personal development plan may consist of many documents um, developed using templates, assessments, and then turning that into an action plan, and it's a living document, and it's kind of like an overarching action plan, and all these other documents support it. So then you as the mentee, you kind of drive your your plan and how you want to reach out to your mentors, but then you begin to put this information down and 
you begin to think about your short-term goals and your long-term goals. And what really makes it realistic is to start putting some dates behind it. And then that's what is going to put you into the action of actually practicing and, and applying yourself and how you're going to reach these goals. So let's just, I guess, let's simply talk about uh, one of your goals. If I was to look at your SWOT analysis, you've achieved your CAPM and you may want to work towards your PMP. So, you know, you may have one of your goals is to do an assessment of your inventory of uh, where you are to get your PMP. So it could be download PMP handbook and, you know, do uh, do an uh, evaluation of your education and experience. And you want to give yourself, I don't know, six months to do that. And that'll give you an idea for planning of when you want to go to get your PMP. That's just an example. Okay. So I think to, to move this along, I think, Jared, great steps. The thing you should do then is is go review that that uh, article that she has in the link that Naomi has in the link there on her on hers in on mindset. It does talk about in pretty great detail about setting the goals. Let's get those goals written down in the the level of detail that we're talking about here. And again, I'm Naomi, this is an ongoing thing. These goals get written down and they get updated on a fairly regular basis. Is that correct? Yes. And actually, you probably want to pick, I mean, you really want to be honest and realistic with yourself. And you know that you have, you know, um, it's, it's going to be this work-life balance. Um, you have a baby on the way. So you want to give yourself, a, you know, a little cushion, but when the baby's sleeping, you'll have time to think and write and listen to podcasts and or sleep like or sleep. Exactly. <laughs> you want to get that. But, um, you know, I mean, you want to make these realistic. So, I mean, I could tell you, you might want to pick just three to six goals over the next three to six months that are, you know, simple uh, that you would have be able to build the time in for things that really are meaningful to you. I mean, something that is really going to work in that work-life balance that you are going to be able to to uh, build into your schedule because that's what's going to make this this um, you know this whole personal development and growth plan meaningful to you is you're going to be able to have those milestones that you're going to be able to to meet and that you're going to be able to uh, you know recognize that you know you have the time built in to achieve and be able to celebrate that you can meet these milestones. And then it's kind of like when you've met a milestone, you're going to you check it off and then work towards the next one, or you maybe have doing them in parallel. It's kind of like working a project plan because really this is, it's, it's kind of like a project in a way I want to say that's, that's the other reason why um, make, you know, make your goals. That's why that's real important to make them smart goals. Okay. So, so the Go ahead. So the, I just want to mention what the last thing um, I have, you know, is step four is reflection because that's the whole part of step two is um, assessment and reflection. And the reflection comes in, you know, as your journey to become a better leader. 
and basically um, Mind Tools, again, has another great article about um, reflection and, and the art of journaling. So, Jared, if you don't have a, you know, a, a book a booklet or a journal, I, I'd go get one. And basically a journal is something I carry with me all the time. And as I have a thought or if I'm listening to a podcast or attending a conference or having a coffee chat, I bring my journal with me. And I listen and I write down thoughts. Um, I think about my goals. Or maybe I just, you know, um, I found a great quote that has meaning to me. Or I might uh, run across a, a podcast series like this mentoring series that Mark is doing. And I want to go listen to and I'm going to add it to my, you know, list of objectives to meet my personal goals. Journaling is very powerful. It can help you with your growth and development. Do you recommend a uh, a type of journal or or maybe a one that's laid out in a specific way that I could uh, get a hold of? No, actually, um, the journal there's a variety of journals that you could go buy. Some of them have calendars in them, which is helpful. Like when you have your coffee chats, you know, you want to make plans with you know your different mentors and get them on the calendar and have notes next to you know, maybe have notes for the different mentors you're meeting with, or it could be a very simple journal with just white pages and lines on it. I mean, that's, that's what mine is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds, it's very basic. It's just, I mean, and that's, that's the thing about the journal. You open that, open that um, cover and it's an, it's an open page. I mean, you can write down any thoughts. I mean, maybe you have a thought about you worked on a task and you felt really good about it and, Think about that. Be in the in the present and think about what you did well that day. Maybe you really had, you know, uh, you got some feedback from your manager, or, or maybe an interaction you had with a coworker didn't go well, and you have some time to sit down with your journal and why didn't that go well? What could have I what could have I done differently? You know, how could I have turned that around? You know, it could be. I mean, I use my journal to to just do a brain dump of a, a bunch of different thoughts and get it out of my head and put it on paper. And I go back to those. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about a specific thing here. Then it sounds like Jared, I think the next step is go read that, that article on mind tools about the, the goals, then sit down and, and take some time to put your goals. I think Naomi's recommending three to six, goals and objectives yeah three to six goals with um you know i mean you may have many different objectives on how you're going to achieve that goal you know so you may have like one goal and you may have three objectives and maybe the objectives are have a coffee chat you know with mark um listen to this podcast and you know take take a test those would be your objectives to achieve that goal whatever the goal is so why don't you work on that? I know that you, since since you have the baby coming up here soon, uh, yeah. <laughs> why don't we'll just wait for you to tell us that you are ready to review those goals, and when you get to the point okay. where you're ready for that, then we'll get Naomi back on here. We'll review your goals, and then we'll step into the discussion, more detailed discussion about the personal development plan. Does that seem reasonable, Naomi? Sure. And um, just to to remind the audience and Jared, for step three, for your personal development plan, Mind Tools actually has a workbook. And this 
book has like uh, a lot of templates built into it and you could probably like carry it around with you. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's in a link on my, in my article, I think it costs $27. Um, it's just a small little mini workbook, but it's got everything, every template in it that you want in the makeup of a personal development plan. And it helps you keep all your documents together and it's in a workbook. Okay. Yeah, I can see the, I'm uh, looking at the links in front of me and with your article and uh, I'll, I'll take a look at those. Okay. Uh, Jared, is your, uh, is your mind blown yet? <laughs> There's a lot to do. <laughs> so I, uh, I think with using some of the tools I can, um, you know, I can hopefully put these together in a palatable uh, way. You know, I think it uh to me, this is a this is a tough step you're that you're having to go through because it does take a lot of introspection, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of thought about where it is you really would go. And I think that one of the key pieces here is Naomi's pushing you to get this written down. And if as we all know, an unwritten goal is really nothing. It's just a wish. So you really got to get these things written down and and taking the time. And that's why I don't think I want to push you to a specific time. I want to make sure that you have the time to really reflect. And and you do have other things happening in your life that probably will derail your goals here a little bit. I can guarantee the baby will take control of the house when when he or she comes. Yeah. And so... Um I'm going to jump off here. Okay. Naomi, thank, uh, thank you so much for joining us again today. You're welcome. And Jared, um, uh, good luck in uh, continuing to develop your personal growth and development planning. And uh, I know you got a baby on the way, and that could happen any day now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk with you next time. Uh, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, Naomi. Okay, bye-bye. Anything else you want to talk about before we get off? Jared, um, I think uh, I I think there's uh, plenty to do, um, you know, in, in writing down these goals. So uh, I I think I have uh, everything cut out for me. Um, and at the moment, I don't think I have any more questions. Um, but I just have I, I will have more questions when I go through uh, Naomi's article and the. Uh, on the mind tool documents. Sure. All right. Well, have a good day. You too. Thanks again. Thanks for your time. All right. Bye, Jerry. Okay. I hope this is helping you and maybe spurred you to think about taking a self-assessment for yourself. In doing so, I believe it will help you set more meaningful goals for your own career and life. I have to tell you that I am truly enjoying spending time with Jared and watching him make progress toward his goal of becoming a project manager. Now, in our next session, we will have Naomi back with us again to review Jared's goals. So we asked Jared to write down what his personal goals were, and we also asked him to identify anywhere from um, three-month, six-month, a year, five-year, ten-year milestones. So I look forward to sharing with you that discussion. Thank you again, Naomi, for helping Jared on his journey. I wanted to remind you that those of you who are going to be attending this year's PMI Global Congress 
Naomi will be down at the Congress. She's been named by projectmanagement.com as a featured subject matter expert at the 2015 PMI Global Congress. That will be held in October in Orlando, Florida. Now, if you want to talk to her and, and get her help, sign up for a special Ask an Expert session where she will share her expertise and advice in the areas of talent, project, program, and portfolio management. Now, I also want to remind you that if you are an aspiring project manager, I am putting together a free course to help you become a project manager along with this, this series. So that free course I'm working on right now. It's not ready yet, but if you want to sign up for that for that course, go ahead to the show notes at sensiblepm.com slash 26, and you can sign up for that course when it's ready. Now, if you're getting something from this series, I'd ask you to do two things. First of all, share this with other aspiring and existing project managers. I think you guys are the best ways to get the word out to new and aspiring project managers so we can help them on their journey as well. I also ask you if you would go to iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And I'm looking for reviews. I just looked and we need a couple more reviews before iTunes will display an average rating. So far I have all five star ratings. So if you would, if you're enjoying this series, please take the time to go to iTunes and leave me an honest rating. Now, until next week, remember, a sensible project manager always looks for a practical way to lead a project to success. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Philippi, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.